find out if you're ready for love. Here's your marvelous host, Nikki Lee. Hello, and welcome to Ready for Love Radio. This is your host and love coach, Nikki Lee. Today, we're going to talk with Cheryl Gale. Now, she's been described as a force of nature. You know, that's the kind of people I like to talk to. I, You know, I've actually been called that myself. And see, I take that as a compliment, big compliment. Cheryl, do you take that as a compliment too? I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some some people don't, and I don't understand yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think that's a big compliment. I'm like, yes, yes, because, you know, forces of nature tend to get things done. <laughs> yeah. My mom and they say that uh, I I could do more in one day than most people did in a week. You know, I, I have people ask me how I get more than 24 hours out of the day, and I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh. I only get 24, too. <laughs> so, yeah. That's so funny. Oh, gracious. Well, I am, I am so happy to have you here with me today. And you know what? We are going to talk about some... Difficult topics, but you know what? I think there there are things that need to be talked about and things that maybe are going to make people uncomfortable, but in the long run, I hope we're really going to help some people open some eyes and accomplish some good. What do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. I I think that's our goal. And I really hope that's what we do. And I just discovered today that people can actually go to the embedded players that I have to replay the show. And there's going to be one on your website. And they're in my website also on lovecoachjourney.com. And they can click the little microphone and they can actually talk and record a message for me. How cool is that? And oh. I, I love that. And it actually records a message and it sends it directly to me, right? So wow. if that's, that's new information. Listeners did not know that because I didn't know that till today. So <laughs> if they have information or if they'd like to tell us something specifically, they can actually go to my website go to the player, click the microphone, and send me a personal message. I love that. I so, love that too. Great. I, I just I love that personal touch. Or they can always they can always send me an email about what they think about the show. So both of those are possible. My email is readyforloveradio at gmail dot com. Now, let's tell them what we're going to talk about. Cheryl is the founder and executive director of Brave Voices. Now, let me tell you a little bit. She holds a vision where children are free from sexual harm. And you know what? I tell you, I could not agree with her more. breaks my heart when I hear stories about children that are harmed in any way, but, oh, especially when they're harmed sexually and by people they know or by strangers. She is committed to co-creating a world where communication replaces silence and awareness replaces discomfort and ignorance. She has studied and assisted nonviolent communication since 2011. She is months from becoming a CNVC trainer. I, I'm guessing that's certified nonviolent communication mm-hmm. trainer. Uh-huh, yeah. All right, I got it. I, I was looking at that earlier going, I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> and she yeah. has a degree in AA Early Childhood Education from Foothill College in Los Altos, California, and a BA in Child Development from San Jose State University. One of Cheryl's greatest accomplishments was cycling across the USA in 1994 with Break the Cycle, 
the national ride to stop childhood sexual abuse. And I love this quote. May our collective roar become so loud that the world cannot help but listen. I love it. So, Cheryl, welcome to Ready for Love Radio. I'm so glad to have you here. And thank you to James for introducing us. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you. And I do just want to make it really clear that it's bravevoices.org for those who want to go and find more information because there's a lot of Brave Voice information out on the Internet, but it's bravevoices.org. And we are a tax-deductible nonprofit. Um, yeah, I, I clicked on .com and you're not there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that costs $2,000, so if there's any donor that would love for us to also have the .com, we're looking for $2,000 to get that .com, which to me just I sounds like way too much. Yeah. yeah. And then this that I want to say about myself that is, that is not on the website is that I am a massage therapist of 34 years. So I um, practice deep tissue therapeutic massage and um, specialized in helping women uh, birth their babies and taught infant massage and uh, stroke and injury. And I've been with folks at the end of their lives to help people um, leave this world uh, gracefully with less pain. So um, in my work with um, Brave Voices, uh, one of my um, strong interests in, in researching and finding out is the physical challenges that those of us experience who have been harmed sexually, you know, we just can't separate our body from our minds and things get lodged that are not processed. And so one of the interview questions that we ask those who are harmed that do um, an interview with us on Archive Story Corps is what are the physical challenges that you believe um, are caused by the harm that you experienced as a child? And, um, you know, some people have migraines and I had massive jaw pain. So anyways, I just wanted to let you know where my interest comes in the body, mind, spirit aspects. And I think I'm seeing how you and James met. Just again. Yes. Just again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amateur just like this. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, you you and Susan need to to meet and talk sometime now. I'm just I'm just saying. Okay. okay. Yeah, because we we talked in in the book about how your childhood experiences. Uh, impact you later in life in the book quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So tell us tell us about bravevoices.org. Tell us about the the work and we're gonna delve deeper, but just give us kind of a a snapshot overview. Absolutely. It is as simple as breaking the silence that has perpetuated childhood sexual abuse for generations. So we're just using our voice. We're just going to talk about, think, listen, learn, connect uh, with each other and break the silence, right? We're we're wanting to normalize the conversation of childhood sexual abuse prevention. So um, awesome. Yeah. I love that voices is in the name, you know? Yeah. Because the... It needs to be talked about. And I don't think you're going to disagree with this next thing I'm going to say. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the things, and and we're actually working on a course at IMBT, um, which is the organization where James and I met. Um, And to the listeners, you're going to meet James. We've actually got three shows lined up he's going to be on um, in, in the near future. <clears throat> but one of the cor- things that we're working on, and he's he's a part of that too, um, is how um, conversation about sex that that is had. People aren't using the real words, and that's like when I have guests come on. I'm like, okay, we don't have to worry about the FCC. We're not going to use funky names for things. If it needs to be said, we're going to say the real names for things, okay? Yeah. 
Um, yes. We're not going to use cutesy names. We're not going to do the whole Oprah the JJ thing. We'll just say what it is, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and like how how many people had little cutesy names for things when they were kids, and they're still using those in their fifties and sixties. You know, they, they still yeah. they don't know the names, and they they don't even know their anatomy. You know, if if you use the real name for things, they don't know what it is and where it is. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, they go they go to the doctor and they can't explain what the problem is because again they don't know what it's called or where it is and what it does you know yeah. and one one of my one one of the worst stories that I know and most frustrating was and I I don't remember who told me this or where I heard it it, it was probably a guest actually um, but it was about a young girl that was being abused by somebody in her family, I think. And she went to school. She knew she was supposed to tell somebody, right, if something was happening to her. Yeah. And she went to school, and and she said, somebody's trying to get in my purse. Yeah. And her teacher's like, get in the purse. Yeah. And and Mm -hmm. that that didn't sound bad. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is the problem. Yeah. So the teacher was like, uh, okay, then the teacher didn't do anything about it because I mean that's not good, but it's not really a problem. Yeah, and yeah. she kept telling yeah. me she says, "But they're trying to get in my purse," you know. Right. And and the yeah. teacher just kept ignoring her because that's not that's not a problem, you know. Yeah. Getting in your purse isn't a problem, you know. And turns out the person was abusing her is what she was right. trying to tell the teacher. Yeah. Yeah. You know, her mother said, this is your purse, not what it really was, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. And there's, you know, many different words like that. They use cookie and... Right. Uh, right. And so when somebody right. does try to share what's happening, it's not taken seriously because they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I've even heard that kind of thing be said, you know, that when, when a child goes in to testify, they have the same problem. Because a child uses the words they know, and then you've got the the person who's abusing them just sitting there laughing because what yeah. the, the child is saying exactly what they know to say and saying yeah. their truth, but yeah. it's of no consequence legally because, you know, yeah. it means nothing, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it, it's... And- not, yeah, not teaching children isn't helping anything, you know. Yeah, and there's so much wonderful on, on bravevoices.org or tons of re, re, um, resources with great books, age-appropriate books for teaching mm-hmm. the kids. Uh, and, 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 you know, there's a phenomenal pop-out book now that, uh, you know, you get to see every little piece of the vulva. And so we've come so far over the years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's well, really it's more, different more generation. I had, I had Mark Schoen on here. And he's, he's got this great book he wrote called um, Belly Buttons or Navels. Which actually, I've got a copy of it on my on my coffee table. Believe it or not, <laughs> that's got great artwork and all this stuff, and and it's got you know this little boy and little girl, and and it's got all the parts, and they're all labeled, and they're all labeled right, uh, you know. Uh, and it's, it's it's a great little book, you know. Uh, and oh, lovely. Um, but you know, but. So many parents, okay, so many parents don't even want to talk to their kids about about their bodies and sex when they're teenagers. They're not about to do it right. when they're little, you know. Right. But right. It, how how do, do you have any thoughts mm-hmm. <laughs> that we can share? <laughs> so I have mm-hmm. lots of thoughts, none that I should share, um, that we can share to help people understand why they need to and how they can help their children to understand this. Um, and and they're, they're really not helping their children by hiding all of this. You know, the ignorance is bliss doesn't work with this. It really doesn't. They need to know the truth about this stuff. Yeah, and, 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 there, and there is no... 
there are no sound bites with this whole issue that that we can we can just say you know do this it's 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 complex and convoluted and um yeah and and, and it, it, every age is, is are different answers um yeah. and i just it, this is a perfect place to put in you know a great um plug for sex positive families you know they have fabulous resources for every age so from birth to age four they have um you know you can just print them out and it's teachable moments right use accurate words versus the nicknames or of the body parts that we were just talking about um and allow them to connect with their body without introducing shame and modeling yeah Mm -hmm. and and model consent and body boundaries consistently and do not force them to share affection with other people um, and teach about safe and unsafe touch and talk openly about feelings and explore age congruent books and resources and um, and you know but the biggest thing is really always no matter what the age is a form of communication which is so uh, counter to our power over paradigm that we live in right so if, if our child says they're full, that, that we respect that and we don't say, no, you're not, you know, finish that or, mm-hmm. or you know, um, and, that, and that we allow them to choose, and this is going to sound odd, but, you know, how to go to bed, when to go to bed, not, not forcing things, right? When, when, when right. we force our children over and over and over in all these small little ways, the expected appropriate behavior, they learn to chow down to authority, right? And so when somebody is going to approach them, they haven't learned that they have autonomy and that they have their own body safety rights and, um, and they're going to respect. So, you know, we, we just always say, no matter what the age, your body is your body. Nobody touches it. Nobody asks you to touch theirs. And you, yes, we um, obey and we respect our elders. But if there's anything about secrets, if there's anything inside their little guts, you know, that they listen to that. Um, and, and that's we, right, we all come to this world with our big um in intuition intact, but then I, you know, we so often squelch that out of people. And so we really want to show that we listen to our own instincts and guttural knowing, right? We all know, ooh, there's some kind of gross little feeling inside me. And, and, and to have an open communication where the children are free to, huh, mom, you know, it's just, ah, so how do, you know, that's the big picture is how do we, how do we help parents in our right right now everybody's got such rushed lives and there's so much on everybody's plate yeah what you want me to slow down and i mean it's like how many how many minutes a day does an adult and child even have together well and the thing is if if they take the time to actually pay attention to the child okay yeah then i'm not saying some children would take advantage of that kind of freedom okay and having that kind of say over things but if you're paying attention to your child okay you're going to know if the kid is playing you okay let's get serious you know if if they're always doing the opposite of what you know the child should be doing then you need to kind of bring it in okay but you know, watch watch the child and what they're doing, and you can you can offer suggestions and that kind of thing. Don't don't just say do whatever you want to and then turn your back. You know, mm-hmm. watch what they're doing. Offer suggestions. Give them tips. You know, you, you don't just you know say okay do whatever and and leave and and don't interact with them. Yeah. This is, a, this is not don't be involved. Yeah. That's like yeah. There's, there's a thing like like there's there's a type of homeschooling called unschooling 
that actually can be really successful with the right people, you know, the right, mm-hmm. the right, the right child, the right parent, you know, that kind of thing. You, you've got to know your child and know what's going to work with them and that kind of thing. But, um, but yeah, yeah. And back you're to empowering, the... you're empowering right. them when mm-hmm. you're teaching them and giving them the information they need and helping them to to understand themselves, know themselves, and that kind of thing. And exactly. yeah. keeping the information from them and thinking that's going to make them safe, that doesn't work. No. Not having no. information does not make you safer. Yeah, yeah. We know that, that, that we as children make up stories in our heads. I remember... Um, finding in the garbage can, right? Because I was a curious kid, the youngest of five, a bunch of stuff wrapped up in toilet paper. So, of course, I unwrapped those. And it was (laughs) pads filled with blood. And I thought for sure somebody in my family was dying, right? And and so, but if I had, you know, a parent where I could, what is this, right? But there was no conversation about anything, right? I mean, my parents opened a door, stuck in some kind of a book, and shut it, and that was my sex ed, you know? And, and so if, if we can answer the questions and be human beings, be parents, be caregivers, that there is no silly question. There is nothing that's off limits. We are going to be comfortable talking about anything. And so, of course, we, we have to educate ourselves to get comfortable, Right. And that's where, right. you know, just even knowing that, oh, my gosh, it really is normal for a child from birth to age four to pleasure themselves, you know, and that, yes, that's normal. And that, you know, rubbing genitals against objects for self-soothing, a pillow, a carpet, you know, all of that, this is a normal thing. This feels good, right? And there are other cultures um, where intentionally um, a, a parent caregiver might put a child's own hand on the little boy's penis so that he can soothe himself, and you know, just making that be normal that this is this is we are animals and this is normal sexual <laughs> development that our bodies feel good and, and right. We want you know we want to teach them obviously that that's something that you can do in private, but. Yeah, you know, I mean, my goodness, right? What are the greatest things in life to, you know, our tongue to taste food and showers and uh, sleep? You know, our bodies are, are magnificent and that celebrate that our nipples can feel good and, 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 you know, that it's only for ourselves to be with ourselves until we're a certain age and we can have consent and, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, let's let's just have it be a part of life that um, it's okay to ask questions about menstruation and reproduction and um, yeah, that this is it's okay. To, it's, of course, the sun on our naked body feels phenomenal, right? And, and that that's okay. And as, as parents, to know that my goodness, yes, that's all normal. But if I see something where, huh, you know, the child's playing with some. Uh, toys or something and, and you see them doing six acts, um, you know, like putting putting something in their mouth or butt or, you know, I mean, there's so many things that are explicitly um, sexual that they would not know about if they hadn't been harmed um, or, you know, if they're initiating or participating in some kind of adult-like um, sexual contact with others um, or forces other to engage in some of the sex play, um, or you know, they're playing with their dolls and they're doing something that looks sexualized. Um, then you know, gosh, we do want to remain calm, obviously, and um, you know, pay attention and redirect because those are things that they're warning signs and something to be concerned about, right? Um, right. Or if the kids are super, super um, secretive and. Um, you know, and I mean, I remember being at, um, when my daughter was three, she's now 41, being in a parent group and it was like, it's, it's, it's like, wow, your child masturbates? Mine does too. And then you find out that's normal, you know? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
of finding out what is normal and what is something to be concerned about. Yeah. Well, the thing is, if if you open, I, there was a there was a thing when we were working on the book. I put posted a question. I posted quite a few questions on my uh, Facebook pages to get comments and and feedback from uh, Facebook friends. And one of the things was asking um, if people's parents had had the talk with them, and most said no. And then a few days later, I asked if the the friends that were parents had had the talk with their kids. And and after after I had all of these people say, no, my parents didn't have the talk with me, and, and complaining about it. Then they turned around and said, no, they didn't have to talk with their kids. I said, okay, now come on, y'all. You know, uh-uh. and, <laughs> you know, I said, okay, and you just complained about your parents, you know, so why aren't you doing yeah. it? Yeah. But then I had, I had one woman say that she knew that her daughter had already, you know, knew, already knew most of the stuff, but she sat her down and she went over everything with her anyway you know, make sure that, that she had the right information, and, and shockingly she did. Um, but she wanted to do it herself so that yeah. her daughter knew if she had other questions, she knew yeah. she could come to her. And Definitely. Way to go. Yes. Everybody, yeah. pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. I love that. was yeah. great. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Is being the parent oh, that it, there is no off-limit topic. We can talk about anything here at our home. Exactly. Open those lines of communications and let them know they can come to you if they have questions. You know? But that's, um, I, I wow. I was like, yes, there's what I'm yeah. looking for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then the other thing is if from the time they're born we, it's not a talk, it's not one talk, Right, we say the name of right. the nose, we say the name of the ears, right? So we're saying vulvas in the body parts. And then, you know, we answer all their questions because they're curious. We don't say, we don't talk about that when we ask about something, right? Then, then right. all the information is going to come forth naturally in its, in its own time over time, right? Right. So, yeah. 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 Well, if you're if you're not making them feel ashamed of certain parts of the body, then it should just evolve into talking about all the different parts. So, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Definitely. You know, it, it would seem that way anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But you would think. You would think. But. Mm-hmm. So, did you say that you have? Uh, sections on your website, um, like maybe um, talking about certain things at certain ages, like age-appropriate kind of things, that sort of stuff? Oh, yeah, for sure. We've had, so, yeah, going back to you, you asked me, what is bravevoices.org? And uh, we have um, speak, listen, learn, uh, and connect. And so under the the speak page, we have the offering for those who were harmed sexually as children and are now adults to uh, be interviewed on Archive StoryCorps. Um, and that goes into the Library of Congress. So that is how each of us personally break our own silence, right? For so many of us, uh, especially, you know, I'm 40, I'm 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 58. Oh my gosh, yeah. So um, you know, I think the, the younger people are, the easier it is. Um, perhaps I hope um, to break their silence. But many of us didn't share what happened to us and and, and until older, right? So, anyways, but it's it's for all adults, and so anybody anywhere in the world can interview anyone. So if you have a friend or relative that you know is harmed and they want to publicly share what happened to them, we don't use real names or places, but, um, you know, the, there's um, questions on the Brave Voices 
community page on Archive StoryCorps. Um, or a person can write their own questions. And, and, and we do this, we want this information because we learn about, oh my gosh, what? Child sexual abuse can happen in this way, it can happen in that way. Um, so we, we learn how to prevent it by how it has been happening in the past. Um, and, you know, there's some, um, we cannot expect children to talk about a subject that they don't hear discussed, right? So this is the, the other half of Brave Voices. So we've got the ability for those who were harmed to, to share their lived experience. And then there is education of how do we get comfortable thinking, listening, learning, and speaking about the prevention of childhood sexual abuse. So Brave Voices is for everybody. I, you know, I don't want anybody to come to, to the site and say, oh, well, I wasn't harmed sexually. Nope, this site is still for you. If you're a parent, a caregiver, a teacher, um, there is information on there um, on how there's, um, role, there's role plays. So how do we broach this subject with our, the grandparents? How do, we, how do we make sure that the preschool has systems in place that are going to pr protect our children? How do we talk to uh, the parents of, of, of our, the, where, when our children's going to go have a play date with somebody? And so there's lots of role plays that, to show how natural and easy it can be. This is, this is how we do things in our family, and we just want to check in. And, uh, you know, and, and what happens is if there is anybody out there who's going to harm a child, they are not going to harm this child because they know that this subject is being discussed openly, right? People right. who harm are only going to harm if they know that there's silence and nobody's going to say anything. People who harm depend on silence. So, right. If they, yeah. Well, yeah. How, how often do we hear you know, something horrible happens to somebody and they're like, well, you know, I knew there was something strange about that person. Or, yeah. or you hear somebody say something about, you know, their, you know, some child say something about their friend and, and they knew something, but they didn't know somebody to safely come and talk to. Mm -hmm. I mean, you hear it way too often, way too frequently that kind of thing happens in the news and they're being yeah. interviewed or, or they went to their parents yeah. after something happens yeah. to their friend. Yeah. And, and the other thing that happens a lot is people say, oh, I never would have imagined this. And this is the scary part for me because I, I think I have a great intuition about people. I'm pretty sensitive to, ah, you know, there's not something quite okay with this person. So I, I can be more cautious around that person. But what's mm. scary is, you know, it could be somebody that you would never imagine also. And so it's, uh, it's that, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's, well, that's part of the thing about, about people sharing their stories too, though, you know, yeah. because that, that gives you such a range of examples you know, because it is often the person you never would have guessed, you know? Yeah. Because, um, I mean, there's there's been quite a few people that, that I've known for years that wouldn't, wouldn't have been people I would have guessed. Um, there, were, there were issues I had with some other issues. Um, but that, that wouldn't have been what I would have thought they would have gotten into, but, um, mm -hmm. and you know, with, with, um, everything within brave voices is under the umbrella of nonviolent communication. And so, you know, that's a complex and very, very simple, right? We have feelings and our feelings guide us to know what we're longing for and what we care about and, and they're called the universal needs, right? And so every human being on earth 
We all have the same needs for security and safety and love and to be heard and to be known and um, um, and so within this system uh, of nonviolent communication, I'm, we're very cautious about not making enemy images out of people, right? And because we know the cycle of childhood sexual abuse is a cycle, right? Um, someone's harmed, unfortunately, often those people go on and harm others in and, and they also go on to be in relationships where they're harmed in other ways. Um, and so it's very complex, right, because the people who harm children are in different categories. We have true pedophiles and whose sexual orientation is children. And then we have um, those who were harmed, they're processing and trying to yeah, I don't know, figure things out and, and, and they do harm others. And then we've got people who, you know, they just take care, they just take advantage of um, the easy situation, right? They, they're not right. really a pedophile, but my gosh, the kid's here and I'm feeling kind of horny and blah, 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 right? Um, right. And, then, and then we also have 12-year-old boys who are the number one um, pedophile of younger not pedophile, harm, perpetrator, I'm sorry, perpetrator of younger children. And so there's a whole discussion that needs to happen around educating our 12-year-old boys, right? Hey, you've got a penis. That is fantastic. It's a miracle thing. It's wonderful. Let's celebrate it. And, you know, that you, you, you enjoy that yourself. And, you know, when you get older and you have consent and that kind of thing, then, uh, you know, they're going to explore. But for right now, this is for you to share yourself, right? And I think if everybody knew 12-year-old boys, I mean, we know they're going through puberty, but that we need to talk to them about what what is okay and what's not okay to use with their penises, right? So we don't want to... What did you What did you say there? Okay, tell me tell me that about twelve year old boys again. Um. So ninety percent ninety percent of childhood sexual abuse is committed by someone the child knows and trusts. We know that. Right. Right. Um, we know that. Yeah, and. Um, and we know that um, most sexual assault happens in the homes, youth organizations, schools, and places of faith. And then what we often don't know is that 30 to 50% of assault is con- committed by youth. And so okay. it's, 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 it's 12-year-old boys often harming younger children. Um, so, you know, if we trust that a 12-year-old is going to be babysitting our children or we just leave, um, you know, kids playing alone. We, there's just, there are things that we want to put in place, safety measures that, that we don't leave, leave them alone um, with the 12-year-old boy. I'm sorry? Wow. Huh. No, it's, it's 30 to 50% of assault is committed by youth. Yeah, and 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 the number is the twelve-year-old boys. I am um, okay. I haven't heard the thirty to fifty. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So that I mean, that's that's all the more reason that the kids need this education. Yeah, but what is really really clear with brave voices is it's the adults that are responsible for kids keeping kids safe. And so right. we want the adults to learn this information. It is the adult's responsibility to have this information and then teach their young boys and teach the girls, right? They need to be cautious. Right. And then another right. bit of information that, that, that may or may not be known well, right, is the, uh, and I don't have the statistic right in front of me, but I'm, it's, it's, it's very, very high, that it is a non 
biological male introduced into the family that is harming the children, right? So when right. we think about how many divorces there are, right? So right. there's a step down coming in, right? There's, right. Uh, yeah. And so we, as women, inviting other men into our families definitely need to have conversations about keeping our children safe. So whoever we invite in, and we have these conversations in front of the children so that the children mm-hmm. know my parent is my advocate and they definitely. hear us talking about this, right? Definitely. Yeah. So recently a girlfriend of mine, her daughter was taking driver's education courses. And so in front of the daughter, she asked the man that was taking her daughter off in the car, hey, tell me about the systems that you have in place that guarantee my daughter's going to be safe from sexual assault while alone with you in this car. And, 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 and you know, that organization needs to have systems in place, right? Organizations need to be conscious of this. But that mom can almost guarantee there's no way in heck that dad it's not like we're accusing we're not we're not this is not a witch hunt this is just hey you know we're aware of this it's about awareness that this happens i mean this is epidemic right i cycled across the united states in 1994 every day of my life didn't matter where i was in the middle of a park people would come up i had my shirts on right our bicycles and people told us about having been harmed sexually. I mean, we know it's, it's more, more children. This is the other thing that people don't know. There are more, there are more children experiencing the trauma of sexual abuse than there are children battling cancer. This is how prevalent this is, right? I mean, we all hear the numbers, one out of three, one out of four, one out of five, whatever the numbers are. But when we hear that, there are more people dealing with having been sexually abused than there are children with every form combined of childhood cancers. See, to me, there's billions and billions going into solving cancer. Where is the funding? Where is the awareness? Why are we not having commercials and billboards and, um, you know, just, anyways, yeah. So, hmm. you know, yeah, and, and, and if we're talking if people know in our family, this is a subject we know there's more, there's more children harmed than there are who have had COVID or car accidents or bicycle accidents, right? We, we put in helmets. We put in, right? My God, you can't even have peanuts at a school anymore because ha- what percentage of children are allergic to peanuts, right? Um, right. And yet, where are, the, where are the systems that are going to prevent Right? It's like if everybody knew, if you have a piano teacher over, we leave the door open, right? A tutor. Mm-hmm. There's just systems that we don't, we do because it's just a precaution, just like wearing a safety belt. That's it. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And unfortunately, yeah. one of the things is we, we have to, that is the biggest reason for doing the interviews on Archive StoryCorps is so that there is a bulk of evidence of mm-hmm. the astrocity, right, proving how big of a problem this is. Because when we hear those numbers, one out of three, one out of five, this, these are reported cases. But mm-hmm. not one of the brave voices that I've interviewed yet have reported it, right? So they're not even a part of the numbers. Are the real numbers of yeah. Well that's the um, thing. The reporting cases is, is is never anywhere close to the real number. So Yeah. 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 And then we know, gosh, when it's reported, you know, very often Yeah, they just there isn't a good system for protecting the person who was harmed and Mm. Um, yeah, but anyways, I just really, I think I got off on the tangent, but I just really wanted to say that because of um, the 
nonviolent communication, we try super, super hard to not put anybody in a position of looking at them as an enemy because right. uh, we want, you know, if we can remain calm and we can get curious, right, and if we can, wow, okay, so in this world there's um, people who their proclivity is uh, attraction to children. So if we know this, um, what can we do about this? How, how can they be in the world in a safe way where they don't use children, but, you know, I just, it's just, we have to, we have to be aware of all the factors that come into play on how children are harmed, who's harming them. Yeah. And then let's brainstorm, let's figure out some solutions to how did those people get their needs met for sexual gratification other than power over a child and harming a child. Well, and what what kind of situations are people consistently or normally doing that are possibly unknowingly putting pe- children in harm that can be changed, you know? Exactly. What can we do differently to fix the problem? Yeah, exactly. I'm, you know parents are not doing this on purpose. You know. Yeah. So what? Yeah. What can we teach them that they can easily do to fix the situation? Exactly. Yeah, and there's no blame or guilt, um, you know, for a parent either, right? I mean, we could all feel like, oh my gosh, I failed, but we don't know what we don't know, right? And um, mm-hmm. I, on the website, on the learn page, I believe it is might be the speak page, um, I have what I think of as an evolutionary timeline. And um, Marilyn Vanderberg was one of the first people. She was in America, and um, she had been harmed by her father. And so she broke the silence, right? And so we have learned so much over time, and, and we as a human species are now evolving to the place where we're not having silence anymore. That was that was a part of the past. We now know that voices bring change. This is something that happens in our society. We're going to look at how to solve the problem, and and you know it's been happening, and and we're going to keep learning, and we're going to keep implementing new information. Mm. I was just thinking there was um, a single mother that I know that lived, but a mile and a half, two miles from me, and her, uh, she worked nights and had two, two yeah. young kids. And yeah. uh, her, her brother volunteered yeah. to watch the kids' nights for her. And yeah. uh, her, her young daughter turned up pregnant. And yeah. uh, turned out the, the baby was her boyfriend's. And, mm. and she, her mom hit the roof. And uh, she says, well, it, it's the same thing I do with Uncle So-and-so. And her mom goes, excuse me? And uh, had no no idea. No idea mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. But if yeah. she hadn't gotten pregnant, he'd still be doing it because she wouldn't have had any idea. Yeah. 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 Um, it's, um, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's so complex. It's uh, and you know the, the the children children need attention. They need time. They need um, yeah. And and it's there, there's so many you know so many factors that go into why they don't tell. And um, we just cannot expect a child to be the one who's going to come forth and say something that's happen to them, right? We know how hard it is for anybody to tell anybody something that's going to be harmful and painful and upsetting, right? And so we just cannot expect a child to be able to know how to navigate this topic if we ourselves don't know how to navigate the the subject. That's that's what I was thinking earlier. You know, if if the adults don't, don't know how to handle it, how in the world can you expect kids to know? Exactly. Yeah. Some. Yeah. So, so 
I, I, you know, I think it's kind of obvious why we both care about this so much, but is, is there any special reason why you, you care about children not being harmed sexually that you want to share with the audience? Oh, well, I mean, you know, I was harmed myself um, by my beloved brother um, who was married at the time and, and, um, and his, his, actually his, his ex-wife is one of the brave voices that, that does an interview on the community page in Archive Story Corps. Uh, I started close to home with this project. Yeah, I'd been estranged from her uh, for years, and, um, and she was um, drunk and stoned, as was my brother, when, when he harmed me, and, and she had no memory of what happened which is, you know, whenever drugs and alcohol are involved in something, we can, can count on bad things are going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, but my sister-in-law, ex-sister-in-law, was, was harmed by four family members. Um, and my brother was harmed by a neighbor across the street. And so then you get two people to come together who were harmed and don't talk about it, right? We know that when we don't deal with something, you know, all, all of us, right? We do drugs, alcohol, veg out with TV, um, food, sex. I mean, there's just so many ways of um, numbing out other than processing something. And, and so anyways, I have a, I have a, I, I kind of wonder sometimes like, gosh, what if my sister-in-law would have told my brother what happened to her and then maybe he would have said what happened to him and maybe they would have found help and you know learned how to talk and you know and maybe he wouldn't have hurt me you know we just don't know right but right. um but what we do know is is that silence right it's just uh it's silence that perpetuates it right they were both silent they didn't talk about it it was um, it wasn't in the you know boy, my father who died at 93 just i don't know 4 months ago or so um he was he was he was a great advocate with my work with brave voices and he said honey if i would have known that uh, you know so and so harmed my son i would have gone out there and killed him right so that's that's another reason why we as children don't want to share what happened to us um, yeah, we don't, you know, uh, what, what, what we know is more than likely our, the whole world is going to turn upside down. And, um, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, so many good reasons to be silent. And so there's no shame or guilt for those of us who were silent and, uh, weren't, weren't able to, to tell somebody or get, get the help that we needed. But yeah, so my whole life was, uh, well, I, I repressed what happened. I told my best friend when I was in fifth grade, I guess it was, maybe sixth grade, I'm not quite sure, uh, what had happened the day after it happened. And she looked at me and said, you're lying. And then, gosh, I, you know, I wished I was lying. And, but it, I repressed it. I had no conscious memories until my daughter was three months old on my 18th birthday. And, um, and then, wow, I started getting these sick feelings inside my gut and body every time her father went to change her diaper or give her a bath or something. And I became uh, paranoid. I would, I would say paranoid. I was, um, so anyways, I went and got help. And that's when, you know, I started uh, processing and, and getting clear about what had happened to me. And, um, and then it was just a whole life, right? I'm 58. I literally have spent my whole adult life um, recovering from, um, you know, it, just, it, it, it affects so many aspects of life. Um, yeah, you know, as far as really. Feeling tr- yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want any adorable little human being. I mean, it, it, for years I plotted my, my brother's death. I, gosh, I, yeah, you know, and uh, and then I, you know, finally, thank thank goodness for Fred Luskin and his book Forgive for Good and Forgive for Love. Uh, his uh, research on forgiveness at Stanford took his class twice to get to, to really grok it and understand it. And 
yeah, just lots and lots of work. I was able to, um, you know, just understand, you know, more about how the cycles happen. And, and um, But, yeah, I just don't want children to have to suffer the consequences of, of, of being harmed. It uh, takes, takes humans right off of the whatever the life path was going to be into, you know, whole, whole can of worms to have to deal with after that. Um, and I, you know, I just would love to see little, little children have a, a easier way in, in life. Understand that completely. Mm-hmm. Those sort of those sort of ideas are what motivated this radio show. So I I completely get that. Mm. I'd like to I'd like people to not have to be unhappy with themselves and have to deal with issues for nearly as long as I did, if at all. So I understand. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and you know, for me, coming back to the, uh, you know, we use the word nonviolent communication out of respect for Marshall Rosenberg, who created this work. Um, but when people hear the word nonviolent, they think, well, I don't need that. I'm not violent. But um, you know, for example, I grew up in a home where I observed and learned rage because that's what my father did. He raged. My mother stuffed. She kept it all inside, and, um, and and many of us learn communication styles that are are you know that don't support our uh, wonderful connecting communication, and um, but it's it's as easy as you know we all have needs, and you know once we. You know, a lot of us that were harmed kind of get stuck in the muck, right? There's so much feelings. There's, you know, there, there could be depression and uh, discouragement and sadness, right? There's just so much. Um, and this is a way of learning that, oh, all these feelings that I'm having are flags to, to direct yeah. me and to know what it is that I long for and care about and value, right? And um, so I just, uh, you know, that I really encourage um, all of us that didn't necessarily learn how to get clear about requesting what it is that we're longing for, right, or how to talk about it. And some of us don't even know. We know how to care for other people's needs, and to be aware right. of, you know, but what what do I long for? What do I need? So, um, yeah, so back to your question about, you know, why do I do this? I, I want, um, I long for a world where, where children are, um, yeah, safe. And I'm, I'm just, this is my small part of, Okay, you know, if we can just learn, if we can find a way to talk about um, sex in general, because that's a topic that that just in itself is difficult for a lot of people. And then, how do we keep kids sec- safe from sexual harm? Sounds good. Yeah. Let's, let's let them be children and keep them safe. Yeah. Works for me. Yeah. Well, we, we are out of time. So I, oh, okay. I'm so glad you were with me today. And <clears throat> I am hoping that people learn some good information. And I really, really, really hope they go to your website and take a look around and learn lots more. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. So Great her website. Org. Yeah. Dot org, not dot com. That won't get you there. Yep. I tried it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we want to replay the show at www.lovecoachjourney.com slash brave voices. We're going to make sure you remember that. Brave voices. So don't keep silent. We need voices. 
All right. Well, thanks again for being here. And you're welcome uh, back anytime. Okay. Thank you so much. How lovely to get to be able to share, connect with you. Awesome. Awesome. And listeners, uh, be with you next time on Ready for Love Radio.